Welcome to Transportation Radio. I'm your host, Bernie Wagenblast. Rachel Malle was named the Executive Director of Operation Lifesaver last fall. She previously served as the Interim Chief Operating Officer for the organization. Operation Lifesaver was created in the 1970s with a mission of reducing crashes at grade crossings and saving lives by eliminating trespassing on railroad property. It does this primarily through educational programs and increasing awareness. Rachel, thanks so much for joining us here on Transportation Radio. Thanks so much, Bernie, and thanks so much for having me on the show, and Happy New Year. I'm so happy to be here. Glad to have you here. Well, one of the things that we want to start off with, for those who aren't familiar with you, is telling us a little bit about your background. Tell us uh, how you got involved with OLI and what you were doing before you joined OLI, please. Sure. So right before OLI, I was working at the American Heart Association as the deputy director in the greater Washington area. And a lot different than Operation Lifesaver, but still an organization with a strong mission. I've been really proud of my career um, that all the organizations I've worked with have been nonprofits with strong mission and uh, giving back to the community. So it is something that I pride myself on as being a nonprofit professional and staying within that larger field of nonprofit work. Um, my background in transportation is only based on the fact that I have a husband who is a huge rail fan, and we have several layouts in our house as well as trains magazines and model railroader and that, and I've been to many uh, museums, railroad museums and model clubs. Um, but I also sit on my, I was appointed uh, by our county executive uh, to sit on our pedestrian traffic and bicycle safety commission in my county because I am an avid public transit person, and I walk pretty much all over if I can't take public transit. So that is something that I'm familiar with, which is Vision Vision Zero and the safety message, uh, which I bring to Operation Lifesaver from a user viewpoint as well as the nonprofit skill set. Before you were named the executive director late last year, you had served as the interim chief operating officer for Operation Lifesaver. What attracted you to Operation Lifesaver in the first place? You you talked a bit about your background and your husband's interest in trains and the fact that you're a, a big user of transit, but the the leap from being involved with the American Heart Association to an organization like OLI, two totally different areas, at least in terms of what their interests are, but I would imagine some of the same skill set is still very important for both organizations. Yes, so... At the American Heart Association, I was in a field office, not at the headquarters office, and it was the first time I had worked in a field environment, if you will, and I really wanted to get back to the headquarters level, um, having had the experience both in the field and the headquarters, but also really liked the challenges that were put forth in the job description that I applied to um, for Operation Lifesaver in terms of you know, building the organization, expanding its reach, a lot of skill sets that I was not using at the American Heart Association because my job was mostly focused on the fundraising, and I wanted to go back to a much larger expanded portfolio. I had a great experience with AHA, um, and it really fine-tuned my fundraising skills, but I missed the management and the visioning and the strategic planning that comes with um, a more broader scope as a nonprofit professional. 
I gave a very brief explanation of what Operation Lifesaver is about in the opening, but for those who aren't familiar with the organization, can you give me a little more detailed view of what Operation Lifesaver is all about and how it operates? We are a safety education organization really putting out a message and education material so that people can be safe around trains, tracks, and railroad crossings. Since our inception, we have uh, reduced the number of vehicle and train collisions by 80%. We want to continue to reduce that, much like Vision Zero and the Road to Zero. We want to get down to zero fatalities, zero incidences, um, all around with pedestrians as well as vehicles and trains. So our message is if you see a track, think a train. Don't think that just because you haven't seen a train in the last three days, it's not going to come today. Stay off the tracks. Be mindful of the gates and the flashing lights, and don't think you can beat the train. Am I correct in saying that most of the membership of Operation Lifesaver is made up of railroads? Actually, no. Um, We have a really diverse membership. We have state programs uh, in about 47 states around the country, which is something that makes us unique as an organization because each state is unique, and their programming um, really is catered to the residents of that state. What the needs are in Montana, for example, are very different than in your area in New Jersey or the metro New York area. So I think that's something that's really diverse. And they're made up of some railroaders, some education professionals, some safety professionals, law enforcement, first responders. I mean, so it's a really diverse mix of people, but all with a passion for the safety message. As you have joined Operation Lifesaver, I imagine you come in with some goals of your own. Tell me a bit about what you'd like to accomplish at OLI. Well, one of the things I'd love to accomplish is I think OLI is one of the best-kept secrets in the world. I think we do so much work and have a wonderful impact, and not many people know about us. I mean, we are known within the industry, and I'd like to change that. I'd like to have everyday citizens know that there is an organization that can provide you with driver education materials, professional driver education materials, photographers, tips on how to talk to your clients about not photographing on the tracks and why that's not safe. So really want a wide, diverse group of people who don't know us to know that we're here to help them and that we want to keep them safe. One of the things that we've heard a lot about recently, and especially at the end of 2018 as the deadline came up for railroads to have positive train control on their tracks, does that change at all what you're doing with Operation Lifesaver? Obviously, your goal is primarily education, but does the technology fit in with that in any way? You know, as it relates to that, no, because we want everyday citizens, when they see a track, to think a train. I do know that one of the things that we are seeing from a pedestrian and driver perspective is some distracted, there's a lot of distractions, and we want to work with them in terms of technology, how to get them to pay attention, you know, to listen to the horn, to look where you're walking. And when it comes to, again, the the educational aspect, you mentioned how things could be different, say, in a metropolitan area such as New York City versus Montana. In a metropolitan area, you have a lot of transit systems, uh, subways, things of that sort, light rail. 
How does that change the educational message when you're dealing with people in a more urban area where you have these kinds of transit systems that are running on rails versus more wide open areas where it's primarily freight traffic that uh, is the biggest concern? Well, I think the safety message is still the same. If you see a track, think a train, whether it's light rail or a freight train. It's also interesting because the distracted pedestrian, distracted driver, and the rush to think that you can beat the train, and I'm just going to blow through that gate, I think regardless if you're in an urban area or a rural area, that exists. It's human nature, and we're trying to change human behavior, and that really doesn't change based on the state you live in. So that is a challenge. But I also think that we're seeing rail go in places where it hasn't been before. So, example, for example, we've got um, new tracks coming down in Florida, parts of Texas and in California. So we have to educate people who are not familiar and haven't grown up with tracks and rail in that area on how to be safe around there. In the metro New York area, you know, the subway's been there certainly before I lived there um, growing up. So it was part of your everyday existence. You know, you don't stand too close to the to the edge of the platform. And, you know, back then we didn't have the earbuds, you know. But how you grow up and how you learn is different at different ages and what you're used to. So in Florida, Texas, and California, we're teaching people who grew up without rail to be mindful of rail tracks. You had mentioned that one of the things that you want to do is increase uh, people's awareness of Operation Lifesaver. For folks who are listening to this, how can they find out more about Operation Lifesaver and perhaps even get involved with it? Well, one of the best places to get more information about Operation Lifesaver is on our webpage, which is www.oli.org. And not only is there a wealth of information on how to get connected with the national office, it also can connect you to all our state programs and our state coordinators who run the program in your state. So it's a wonderful way for your listeners who are so involved in transportation um, around the country to really get to know what's going on on the local level. There's also resources and videos for, for, as I mentioned, photographers, professional drivers, new drivers, um, education uh, educators for school-age children. So there's a wealth of information for everyone who not only want to get involved, but spread that safety message. Oh, we've been talking today on Transportation Radio with Rachel Male. She's the Executive Director of Operation Lifesaver. Rachel, thanks so much for being part of the show today. Thanks so much, Bernie, and I look forward to meeting you and hope to see you at some of our OLI events, especially up in New Jersey with our state coordinator, Todd, there.